Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rock Otter Stone Cold. The Hellraiser is back. Oh. Evolution of the Shield. John Cena versus the Show. Stop Hulk Hogan and The Rock in the same ring. You will never take my place at the head of the table. Hey guys, what's going on and welcome back to WWE Retro on the WWE Podcast on this Saturday, February 25th. And yes, I'm sorry. I'm a lazy guy and I forgot or I didn't forget, but uh, my schedule was just far too busy yesterday and I am a day late on this as I am, I would say probably 50% of the time, but I am here and uh, obviously kind of just wanted to put a bow on what happened at Elimination Chamber. Obviously, you heard my thoughts with Matt this past Monday on the current state of WWE and uh, I just wanted to say, I guess, on my own personal experience being inside the Bell Center and present for Elimination Chamber, 
probably the best crowd I've ever been a part of. I've probably been to about a dozen WWE shows, both Raw, SmackDown, live events, and now my first ever pay-per-view. And not to get into the Sammy and Roman stuff, because you know my thoughts on it, the Cody stuff, there's no reason for me to regurgitate that. But all in all, I want to say that it was a very successful pay-per-view. I am disappointed with the direction that they ultimately decided to go in. But overall, what a pay-per-view. And I have to say that pay-per-views as a whole since Triple H took over have been absolutely excellent. And uh, hopefully that trend continues as we are just, what, five weeks out from WrestleMania. And obviously it's going to go fast. We already kind of see the outline of how WrestleMania is going to shake out, and uh, all in all, very good pay-per-view, and one of the best pay-per-views probably ever put on in Montreal. But obviously, today we're going to go back in time, and we are going to go back to WrestleMania 2000, aka WrestleMania 16. And this was a WrestleMania that I think was underwhelming in a lot of ways and not talked about. Primarily because, first and foremost, both The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin were not present for this WrestleMania, as both were dealing with injuries. So right off the bat, you have two of the biggest stars that the industry has to offer, not at your disposal for the biggest show of the year. And for The Undertaker, I believe this is the only WrestleMania that he was not present at from whenever he debuted. I want to say his debut was WrestleMania 7, I think. Not going to quote me on that, but I think it was about WrestleMania 7. But, oh wait, no, because at WrestleMania 18, he had been... Oh, so it must have been like WrestleMania 4 or 5, actually. Crazy how long he's been around. But during his run, I believe that WrestleMania 16 was the only WrestleMania that he missed. And obviously WrestleMania 35 as well, but I meant more from like the streak run from like all the way up until 2014 when he did ultimately lose to Brock Lesnar. That was the only WrestleMania that he was not a part of. So obviously a big, big missing piece there. And then obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin, arguably the biggest star that the company has ever produced, that we've ever seen in the wrestling business, and he was a very big missing link here. So, all in all, we get to a match in the main event that I think a lot of people thought was going a different way. The Rock winning the Royal Rumble, Triple H is the long-standing world champion, heel world champion, that is, newly aligned with his new wife, Stephanie McMahon. And, you know, I thought that the the way was paved here for Triple H to clash with The Rock, and we didn't get that. We got a different match, and a match that was more gimmicky, a match that involved a lot of outside interference, specifically the McMahon family, And one that I think that maybe WWE would like a mulligan on if they could do it all over again. But before we get to the main event, we're going to take a look at all the matches that kind of built up to that once-in-a-lifetime main event. And I say that very, very, uh, not I guess, facetiously. So the card opens in a tag team match of Big Boss Man and Bill Buchanan, Bull Buchanan, rather, 
defeating the Godfather and D'Lo Brown with Ice T and the Ho Train, which obviously the Ho Train is the sign of the times. The year turning to 2000, we are still kind of in that uh, rebellious area, to put it lightly. But I don't know if you guys remember that, but uh, Bill Buchanan, if you guys remember him, he was uh, alongside John Cena for a bit in 2003 as uh, B-squared. And um, Bill Buchanan and Big Boss Man pick up the win in 9 minutes and 8 seconds. Not even for the tag titles, just a, a grudge tag team match to open wrestlemania and not often you see that anymore eh? just seeing tag team matches on the card seem to be rare but nowadays just seeing a grudge tag match is almost completely not a thing then one of the more i guess uh interesting matches and unique matches we had ever seen and it was the hardcore battle royal for the wwf hardcore championship and it was a 15 minute time limit and it wasn't even a battle royal. Basically, it was that it was a f- absolute free for all, and whoever was the champion by the end of the fifteen minutes would walk out as the hardcore champion. So let's say you scored a pinfall in the first minute, you had to now hang on to that title for the preceding fourteen minutes. So it wasn't like a one fall to the finish or who gets the most uh, championship victories. It's just whoever is the last man standing at the end of that 15 minutes. And the likes that were involved in this match were Hardcore Holly, Crash Holly entered as the champion, Taz, Viscera, the APA, um, the Crash and Thrasher. So, I mean, it was an absolute disaster here. Funaki with Kai and Tai, his partner, uh, the Mean Street Posse. It was just an absolute, it was a gong show and it was hilarious. Uh, it was absolutely hilarious. And I have to say that it was, uh, it re- all hell kind of broke loose as this match came to a head. Suplex, we're not eating. I don't know. 
So as you heard, it was a very clunky finish and it didn't make much sense. And I think in a match like this, there are a lot of issues that could arise when there's just so many people running around. And you even heard JR referencing that even though Taz was the world champion, he kept going for pinfalls anyway. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So he, he kept going for these, these covers. And even though he was the champion, and it seemed like a lot of people were unclear with what was going on. And it's probably why we never saw this match format ever again. As, uh, you know, the hardcore title, I think, relatively took a backseat at this point. Well, it would hang on, I guess until about 2002, so for another two years. The next match on the card, you have Test and Albert, along with Trish Stratus, known as TNA. I guess you guys could connect the dots. Go head-to-head with the head cheese called Al Snow and Steve Blackman in another grudge tag team match in seven minutes and four seconds. Test and Albert get the victory very um yet to get a one-on-one match at this point so that's kind of the theme of this wrestlemania actually as you'll come to realize is that still no one-on-one contest three matches in then we get to the fourth match of the night that went 23 and a half minutes and it's edging christian versus the dudley boys versus the hardy boys in a triangle ladder match for the wwf tag team championships and once again Not a tag team match, or not a singles match, but I would say that this one blew the absolute doors off. And this is the match I like to call the forgotten TLC match that these three teams had. Because, for one, it was not dubbed the TLC match. It was a triangle ladder match, but it basically was a TLC match. And it was the first but uh, the the first clash that these three teams would have, and then they would have two other ones at SummerSlam that same year, and WrestleMania 17 the year after, and obviously WrestleMania 17 is the one everyone talks about. But I mean, this was an excellent match in its own right, and it was funny because that spot where Edge spears Jeff Hardy um, from the top of the ladder as Hardy's hanging on to the titles down to the ring... They originally did this spot at WrestleMania, at this WrestleMania rather, but people don't talk about it. And But it was different because it was Jeff Hardy climbing the ladder and Edge going to the top rope and spearing him off the ladder. So they did the exact same spot, but just to a bit of a different variation and obviously a much more iconic visual and much more dangerous. But this match was excellent in its own right. And it certainly had its high spots of its own. 
Kiki. What else could these men come up with? Well, Christian and, and Matt Hardy had the same idea. Climb the ladder. Get this that, thing. Get rid of that table. I should have think what could happen here. There's a belt. There's a tag team championship belt. They're not going to hold them, is it? The tag titles are hanging. And the, the same as the careers of these young men. They have to give a balance. They edge. Christian. Matt Hardy. It's all. And just like every other match that these three teams have, Edge and Christian come out and uh, come out on top, and why I kind of consider them as the best tag team in the history of WWE. And that's obviously subjective, but that's just my opinion. And this particular victory, because this was the first ever WrestleMania I watched live, and I remember this visual iconically in my head that of them sitting on the table spread across or sitting on two table let me say that again easy enough for me for me to say guys a table sitting on two ladders acting as like a platform and edging christian kind of just having like a platform to just slowly take down the belts and then sitting on the table with the titles and kind of soaking in the victory afterwards. So obviously a big time moment here and obviously was just the first insolvement of a three series match. Then after this, you get another grudge tag team match. Or, sorry, you don't want to skip over the next one. Terry Runnels with the Fabulous Moolah against the Cat in a cat fight with Val Venus as the special guest referee. Two minutes and 24 seconds, not even a point. This, but, but I will say, in a big match, the only singles match on the card crazy eh the only one-on-one match but it still was a cat fight so it technically wasn't a singles match crazy i thought we finally found one guys but no they are uh, a rarity in this wrestlemania for sure to find one-on-one contest then a six-person intergender match of china and too cool defeating the radicals of perry saturn dean malenko and eddie guerrero in nine minutes and 38 seconds again another grudge tag team match this time in the six-way version and this would kind of start the storyline between china and eddie guerrero as i guess uh, a couple so at least you had that to come out of it mama sita this is where mama sita started then a very underrated match the a two fall uh contest for the intercontinental championship and then the european championship with kurt angle defending both titles against chris benoit and Chris Jericho in a match that went 13 minutes and 48 seconds and it was a coming out party for all three of these guys specifically Kurt Angle who was just on a tear since coming into the company in late 1999 and then Chris Jericho obviously one of the most iconic and historic debuts uh, when he broke in as Y2J 
And uh, the first fall goes to Chris Benoit, who walks out as the Intercontinental Champion. And the second fall goes to Chris Jericho, who walks out as the European Champion. And uh, just like that, Kurt Angle loses both the mid-card titles they so proudly carried into this WrestleMania. But a very good match, honestly. And, I mean, that's a given, given the three guys in the contest, for sure. And then, another grudge tag team match with Kane and Rikishi, along, accompanied to the ring by Paul Bearer, defeating Degeneration X's X-Pac and Road Dog, a very forgettable period of time for Degeneration X, for sure. Um... In a match that went four, four minutes, again, whatever. The best part about this match was probably Kane once again tombstoning uh, Pete Rose in the middle of the ring. I believe this was the one where he was dressed as the chicken too. So that is really why this match felt so important. Uh, or felt important at all, rather. It didn't feel so important. Why I think people still talk about it is because I believe this was the third time in a row that Kane would tombstone Pete Rose at a WrestleMania. And then Pete Rose got a stink face by Rikishi, so an extra dessert for Pete Rose, if you will. And then we get to the main event of Triple H with Stephanie McMahon defending the World Championship, or the WWF Championship, against The Rock with Vince McMahon, Mick Foley with Linda McMahon, and The Big Show with Shane McMahon. And like I said at the beginning of the show... It was very bizarre that they decided to go with this match, a fatal four-way. I believe it's the only uh, fatal four-way match for a world title at a WrestleMania in the history of WrestleMania. They're just so rare because it is so gimmicky. And this wasn't just a fatal four-way. It was an elimination of fatal four-way. So, I mean, like you were hoping to get The Rock and Triple H at WrestleMania, and I believe Triple H said on the Logan Paul podcast, or whatever it's called, the Paul cast, I don't know what the exact name is, Logan Paul's show, that one of his biggest regrets was not having a one-on-one match with The Rock at WrestleMania, and he mentions that I believe it was at Backlash or Judgment Day, they would have, which was a month or two after this, him and The Rock would have that iconic one-on-one match that they thought they were going to have here and I believe it was a 60-minute Ironman match a really good contest between the two and that's what it should have been because with Stone Cold Steve Austin out The Rock took the place of Steve Austin as the top tier babyface in the company and Triple H took the shoes of The Rock as the top heel in the company and these two were really fighting it out and not to say that either were Stone Cold Steve Austin but these were still two megastars And two stars that would have been the top guys in any other generation. And it felt a lot like overcompensation uh, for not having Stone Cold Steve Austin at the end, The Undertaker. It felt like they were trying to make up for that lack of star power by just overloading the main event. And as we know, Vince, whenever in doubt, would think that putting his family on television would kind of pique people's interest, which is why every single McMahon was a uh, was a manager. Uh, and I believe one of the gimmicks of this entire WrestleMania was a McMahon in every corner. So obviously Vince McMahon felt strongly about this. And the one thing I will say, the one thing I will say is that the Mick Foley story, got, like the, the preceding three months or so and his program with Triple H at the matches at the Royal Rumble and at No Way Out and 
Triple H retiring Mick Foley kind of made this match make sense. And obviously, Linda McMahon was the one who brought Mick Foley out of retirement for his one final shot at WrestleMania for the WWF Championship. So at least from the Mick Foley standpoint, you really kind of felt an emotional attachment as to why he was put in this match. Well, the lives of those six men may never be the same after the Triangle Ladder match. And I wonder how many lives will be changed and certainly changed forever after the fatal four-way elimination match. Mick Foley in what could be his final contest during the World Wrestling Federation along with Linda McMahon, the woman responsible for bringing Mick into tonight's, into tonight's main event. Mick, all I can say is I'm very happy that tonight, finally, you're going to have the opportunity to fulfill a lifelong dream. WrestleMania, the main event, go for it. Kevin Kelly's very obvious looking at the triangle ladder match and nobody's letting anything, nobody's holding anything back tonight. It is the biggest show in this year. This is the biggest year in the WWF's history, which makes it the biggest match in the history of the WWF, certainly the biggest match in my career. And thanks to Linda McMahon, Mick Foley gets a second chance to make a last impression. I want people talking about this match for the next 10 years. So I do believe that at WrestleMania, it's like a fairy tale for me, Kevin Kelly. And Triple H, Rock, Big Show, fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you, but it won't be if tonight, in what could be the final match of my career, fairy tales will come true for me. Bye-bye. So Mick Foley obviously playing the underdog part of this whole um, this whole story. And then the guy who really felt like the odd man out going in was the big show. Uh, he had a program with The Rock leading up to this WrestleMania. So I guess that was his in that he technically should have won the Royal Rumble. Then he defeated The Rock at No Way Out and was a way for him to come in. But even when you tried to play for Big Show's reason and Shane McMahon by his side to be a big player in this match, it really felt like he was the only guy that you knew had no chance at the world title. Wow. Wrestling Federation Champion. Check it out. Seven foot two, 500 pounds of the Big Show. The next World Wrestling Federation Champion. Now, nothing against Vinnie Mac, but that old regime is out. And the McMahon-Helmsley thing, well, that's now strictly passe because the Big Show and Shane O'Mac, tonight our era begins. I wish my mom wasn't out there, but that being aside, tonight, Big Show, you will become the World Wrestling Federation Champion. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment tonight gets unplugged. And Mick Foley will be retired for good. And as far as Triple H goes, game over. So they're trying to play on the thing that, you know, Big Show's the biggest guy in the company. He's the new blood in a lot of ways. Had only been around for about 11 or 13 months in WWE. And that Shane McMahon is finally going to take his place as the new top McMahon in the business. And obviously, I mean, if you fast forward 23 years, obviously we know he has almost nothing to do with the business, which is kind of crazy to think about. But I mean, it still was back at this point in time, a reasonable angle to play as to why Big Show was kind of shoehorned into the main event. But again, he was the one that I think everyone kind of thought like, okay, he's the one guy that we know will not be walking out as the WWF champion. 
But then you had Vince McMahon in the corner of The Rock, which was very bizarre, right? You know, Vince McMahon, the -the over-the-top heel, The Rock, the top babyface in the company. So what exactly was Vince McMahon's angle for being in the corner of The Rock, aside from the fact that he just had resentment against Triple H and his daughter for aligning to kind of go against him? Vince, you'll be in The Rock's corner tonight in the Fatal 4-Way Elimination matchup. Will you be a factor? Will I be a factor? Well, I would like to think that wherever I am, I'm some sort of a factor one way or the other. Although, for the record, The Rock is very confident of becoming World Wrestling Federation champion tonight at WrestleMania. And he's confident, I'm sure, whether Vince McMahon is is in his corner or not. Well, what about the uh, other three McMahon family members who will be in the other three corners tonight? Will they be factors? I've heard that the McMahon family is dysfunctional. I'm not so certain that I would necessarily agree with that, although if you will recall, I did say that at WrestleMania, I not only promised, I guaranteed to make it right. I'll tell you what, I don't care what he says. Make it right. It's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's about who is the best. And tonight I'm going to prove it to the world, just like I always have before. Tonight I'm going to show the world that I am the game. I'm going to show the world who the man is. I'm going to show who the World Wrestling Federation champion is. I will not be beaten because I won't allow it. So you hear Vince McMahon's very cryptic comments. You hear Triple H's reaction to that. And, you know, Vince McMahon kind of cutting a promo almost like Vince McMahon, not like the -the over-the-top Mr. McMahon character saying that he'll make it right after, you know, losing to Triple H in their hardcore match, I believe, at Armageddon 1999, when Stephanie Man turned heel on him, and he was going to do that by aligning with The Rock. And the last guy to hear from all this was the Royal Rumble winner, and the favorite in a lot of ways to walk out as WWF champion, The Rock. The time has drawn near. We're literally at ground zero, Rock. It's time. ago, after every interview, after every run-in, after every backstabbing, after every win, after every loss, after everything they thrown at The Rock, and after everything The Rock has thrown back, after every chokeslam, after every mandible claw, after every pedigree, The Rock says this, is if he can do it all over again, he will say, finally, The Rock has come back to WrestleMania. So The Rock confident as ever as he prepares for the Fatal 4-Way Elimination match. And the match would kind of start going as you as you would have thought. As Big Show's the first one eliminated. Then you get Mick Foley and The Rock team up on Triple H for a bit as it becomes a triple threat match. And then eventually it comes down to Mick Foley and Triple H turning on trip uh, on the rock as the whole angle was that he wanted triple h for himself in a one-on-one match but ultimately mick foley does get eliminated and we get the the result that i think we, we all thought it was coming towards which was the rock and triple h would be down to the final two in this match but before mick foley leaves 
he would hit um, Triple H with uh, the barbed wire baseball bat for good measure. So you have The Rock against uh, Triple H. They duke it out. Shane McMahon, who obviously left the arena when he um, when Big Show got eliminated, comes to ringside and tries to interfere on behalf of Triple H and ends up knocking out his father with a steel chair. So now you have Triple H, you have Vince McMahon get help to the back, and you have Shane McMahon at ringside helping um, Triple H against The Rock, but not before Vince McMahon could come back down to ringside, and in his mind, as he said earlier in the show, make it right. So, <laughs> obviously, you have Vince McMahon turn heel, which is classic Vince McMahon on The Rock, and align himself back with his daughter. Shane McMahon comes back in the ring. They embrace with one another. And this was crazy because the fans were literally littering the ring. Like, there's a, there's a visual at one point where you see Vince going to hug Stephanie and someone fills like a, a cup full of a liquid of some sort and it just drenches Vince's back and people were pissed. And 
I think this was the first WrestleMania where the babyface did not come out victorious. Excuse me, guys. Where the babyface did not become victorious or come out victorious as the Royal Rumble winner. Like, that's typically the payoff for WrestleMania. Not always, but it was typically and historically. The year before this, Austin dethrones The Rock. The year before that, um, Austin dethrones Shawn Michaels. Uh, the, you know, WrestleMania 12, Austin wins the belt from Bret Hart. Like, it's usually that the babyface Royal Rumble winner would walk out as the champion. And this was a major swerve that I think was kind of overthought and overbooked because they were trying to compensate for the lack of Stone Cold Steve Austin and the lack of The Undertaker. And maybe this was Vince's way to get back positioned as a top heel after spending so much, so many months as a babyface. And he, obviously, he was always the best heel, arguably the best heel in the history of the company. And this was probably a way for The Rock to have that same beef and vendetta towards Vince and, you know, the Vince McMahon regime and what we would come to know as the McMahon-Helmsley regime as Steve Austin did. And that's the best way I could put it. But it's just tough to send this kind of swerve out of WrestleMania. Although, we would get a Vince McMahon swerve the very next year as well. And The Rock, once again, would come out on the wrong end of that too. So, an unfortunate back-to-back years for The Rock uh, at the hands of Vince McMahon. But, although The Rock didn't walk out with the championship, he would get his retribution before the night was over. So they give the fans some kind of something to go home happy with, kind of akin to what we saw at WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, Elimination Chamber this past week. But it would start this new storyline of Vince and Triple H aligned with one another. And look, I think it was a bit overbooked. I think WrestleMania should typically be the big payoffs, but I understand why they did it. I just think it was overcompensation. And 
I think in retrospect, everyone involved would have rather just The Rock versus Triple H for the World Championship. But anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hope you reviewed this review of WrestleMania 2000 or you enjoyed this review of WrestleMania 2000. As always, you can get me on Twitter at... uh, Oh, my God. I can't speak today, guys. You can get me on Twitter at AdamMarker25. You can get Matt on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Audio. Or you can email him each and every week for the WWE podcast mailbag. Anyway, guys, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. I'll be talking to you next week. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show. Or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.